Welcome back to the Emotional and Mental Health Summit. My name is Dolores Andrew Gavin, and on this episode, I'm delighted to welcome Jocelyn Cunningham to the conversation. Jocelyn is a psychotherapist, an author, a mom, and she's going to share with us her journey, which is great because, as promised on the summit, I was, as well as supporting the conversation with people that have gone through their own journey and given us tools, we're also, you know, really having these kind of conversations that are going to really resonate with people. And without further ado, I am going to say, welcome, Jocelyn. Hello, everyone. And thanks for having me, Dolores. Thank you so much. Not at all. It's great. I mean, it's, um, I think what you have, as I say, will resonate with a lot of people. So it's the okay. supportive conversations that I'm delighted to bring to the summit. So Jocelyn, I suppose, where to begin? Um, you know, reading your bio on that and reading your story, you are someone that has actually, you developed anxiety, you developed panic attacks. And mm -hmm. it seemed almost like as if it was out of the blue. But of course, we know that generally, they're not out of the blue, they're a reaction to something that maybe we have stopped down, or something that we have gone through like a trauma in our life. Mm -hmm. So can you let us know a little bit about your story in relation to that, please? Absolutely. Um, I suppose just come back to what you just said there, it is repressed energy. Um, it can, it, it's fear-based and it has indeed to do with a trauma. Um, I remember my first panic attack um, vividly, actually. It was the most frightening, um, fearsome episode I've ever, ever experienced. I suppose um, I was six months after having my daughter and I was feeding her on the couch and literally I got this tightness in my chest and I felt like my heart was coming out of my chest. Um, I started to uh, perspire profusely. Um, all of a sudden I blacked out. Now there was, I was trembling afterwards and I felt cold and I honestly thought I was going to die. It was a really horrific experience. Um, naturally enough, I went to A&E. Um, they did various checks and, you know, I, I was home within a few hours, I suppose, because they had suggested that it was an anxiety-based thing, you know, and I was saying that I wasn't triggered, you know, surely okay. that would be the norm. Um, as it happens, there are two types of panic attacks. There's the expected and unexpected. The un unexpected is unfortunately what I went um, or suffered and I, you know, I'm still have to keep on top of things even to this day. And that was actually 16 years ago. The um, un un unexpected ones like I um, encountered, it's when you're at in your most relaxed state, believe it or not. Mm. Um, again, it's about the repressed energy stuff. There's also ones that can occur. Um, they call them nocturnal um, panic attacks. When you're in your sleep, you can wake out of your sleep or if you're trying to fall into your, you know, the REM, the deep sleep, you know, you can just suddenly develop this um, feeling of panic. The expected attacks are obviously trigger-based. And again, they have a lot to do with fear as well our phobias even like for an example somebody that has a fear of flying like um aerophobic um you know a, a panic attack could ensue even if they were prepared and you know willing to take flight it can happen prior to during the flight or even after the flight so the trigger-based ones i suppose are 
easier to kind of handle um, sure. than <clears throat> more so than the are unexpected ones. So yours seem to happen. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah, yours seem to happen, yeah, like so out of the blue, mm -hmm. as you say. Yeah. So I mean, that's that to me sounds um, yeah. like you'd query, like, was it something to do yeah. with? Was it postnatal, or was it anything to do with with giving birth and and being in a more vulnerable, tired space or anything like that? Do you think or? Absolutely. I suppose because I'm the type of person that can easily, you know, dust myself up, pick myself up, dust myself up and continue on, you know. And I suppose maybe that's the way I was, you know, through conditioning, you know, it's something you learn, isn't it? A behavior, how to cope, sure. you know, and really, and I can't even, you know, emphasize the enough the importance of talking talking and been listened to so now if I went to talk therapy I went and did my degree in psychotherapy um, this was you know um, years on but it's really peculiar because the majority of my clients are anxiety based issues like it's like they're coming they're yeah. drawn to me so it's it's such a delight when you when you can see a change in a person or that you know the acceptance around it um that they're able to cope in their everyday life and they're much happier in themselves you know been able to do so it's it's a huge thing you know it really is because at one point i was actually suicidal and that was a really dark space because i wasn't able to um control what was happening to me and to not let it get that far i suppose for others or you know, just being, you know, teaching the people that various different, from various different models that are out there, um, I suppose, in combination with other models, for example, CBT is very effective. Yeah. I love Aaron Beck's, the um, AWARE um, model. I think that's absolutely fantastic. What's it called, Jocelyn? AWARE. Oh, okay. AWARE. Yeah. So, like, the CBT, I suppose, has, it's, it's, it has five components. I, I call it STEPA. Um, so it's um, situations, thoughts, emotion, physical feeling and action. Okay. So those five components, they're all, you know, um, uh, interconnected um, throughout the therapies. And obviously there's homework uh, involved in a lot as well. So basically what... Um, how that works, um, to sum it up in a sentence, I suppose, is basically getting the person or client um, suffer from anxiety to um, change their negative thoughts to more balanced and factual thoughts, you know, because thoughts, you know, but naturally enough, um, you know, if you have a negative thought, it's going to um, influence your um, behavior. It's going to have an effect on your um, physical being as well as your mental being and um, your reactions everything yeah. um, comes to play into play there so just the realizations around that you're you know this isn't something that is going to kill you you know what I mean it's 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 not something physical in you know it, it's all to do with your mind and whatever you're repressing that fear the trigger trauma 
whatever the case may be. So just actually a lot of grounding exercises, I would combine grounding with CBT or the AWARE model. Just, you know, even simple as feeling your feet on the ground, you know, and, you yeah. know, being in touch with your body in that, in that um, therapeutic space. Uh, it, it seems to work. It worked for me. It works well for my clients, you know. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, and so going back to yourself again there, you know, you found that your and your first panic attack, I suppose that like it just, I, I'm holding back to it because I'm sure that there are other people that will really, that that will, you know, they might say, gosh, that's what happened to me. It just seemed to start from nowhere. Was it the mm-hmm. case with you that you needed to go back and find out what the traumatic event was that triggered it or is there a way that you can work around it with the grounding and with the CBT? Does that always bring you back to, to getting rid of the limiting beliefs or to the, to the energetic attachment that keeps you yeah. stuck in the past trauma? You see, yes, CBT works to a degree, but really the personal centered approach is so important because you have to get to the core of why this is happening. Yeah. And sometimes it can be so repressed. I mean, it could be mm. a childhood trauma. And of course, as you know yourself, being a mom, there's a lot going on there soon after childbirth. Oh, yeah. You know, the sense of responsibility, not only for the child, but for yourself as well. Mm. And sometimes you can lose the run of yourself. And sometimes you can neglect to yourself because you're so um, all about the child, you know, the, oh, yeah. the number one. But really and truly, you're number one. The child is number two. You have to be well. You have to be well enough. Absolutely. It's always, it's, it has always to do with um, the unexpected ones, especially absolute tra- trauma. Yeah, definitely. Right. Because, you know, it's easy to develop a phobia, I suppose, if you're in a situation whereby, for, you know, say if you're on a flight or something and maybe um, yeah. something on that flight, naturally enough, you're going to, some turbulence absolutely and you can think about it so much and then it goes into your dreams and it becomes a part of your almost daily cognitive process you know yes so therefore you know that's the you know but that is manageable you know with a lot of homework and putting yourself back into that situation and takes a lot of courage though and it takes an awful lot of practice you know it's not easy and even to this day like uh, maybe it was about a month ago i could feel the anxiety coming about again and I don't I, I it wasn't a specific trigger either it just came out of nowhere because I was in good form but what I do is I feel my fingers with my thumb or I might trace on my thumb or I might touch a wall or whatever just to remind myself I'm not going to fall to the ground because that's what it feels like for me I right. feel like yeah like uh, my muscles and my legs might become fatigued all of a sudden and um, again, once I ground myself and breathe and remind myself that this is not, you know, it's nothing serious, nothing sinister has gone on here. This is your mind. You know, the mind is so powerful. We, we, yeah. we underestimate the power of the mind. We do, we do. Um, so I suppose really at the, the basis of all of this as well, along with the therapy, and it has to be a really good therapist, by the way. If you're not happy with your therapist, please move on and find yeah. the right therapist for you. I cannot emphasize that enough. But you really, you have to exercise good self-care and self-compassion is the core of that. 
So what I mean by self-compassion is stop doing a number on yourself. Every time something goes wrong, if it's a small thing, if it's a big thing, everything happens for a reason. And it's a learning curve. Treat it as a learning curve. Humor. Use humor if you have to. Laugh at yourself. Laugh at your the silly things. Because, you know, really, you get one shot at this life. So, and you do, everyone deserves to feel happy and well. So, why not look after mm. yourself and self-care for your well-being? I love that, Jocelyn. Yes, uh, absolutely. So, yeah, really, I, I agree with you there about um, <clears throat> finding the right therapist for you. And I think that, and fair play to you for saying it, because, you know, it's not everyone that resonates with this, with, with with, we don't all just get yeah resonate with each other let's say we, we we go to we're more drawn towards one particular therapist and it's funny that you also say that you attract clients that that have gone through similar stories because I think that's fairly uh normal that what happens to us it's like we're in this energy of after coming through maybe a trauma ourselves of one particular sort so it's like as if our energy is there and that's what we draw then <laughs> you know yeah. it's, it's amazing how that that we can be um uh zone in nearly and it's not something that you probably advertise that you you, you know that your clients are no. but it's just that they'll be drawn to you I find that wonderful um and it's it's so true is what I mean and also um that there are so many different types of therapies but not all therapies will suit uh, people either that finding one that suits yeah. you is so good. And I think you by saying that even the simple techniques of grounding work for you. Mm-hmm. Somebody else might require something else and the, yeah. somebody else may need so much more self-compassion and other people yeah. might just have that automatically and, and be very good to themselves. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's amazing. Like not everybody is, you know, in mindfulness stuff. And I always also suggest... Um, some of the apps that are available like Mindspace, there's a good few of them and they're, they're quite good. But it's a practice in itself and it takes a while to actually get used to it and be comfortable in it, you know? Um, again, I suppose it's unique to the individual how they would be mindful. Like for me, it's hiking a mountain, a hill or something, just been out with nature. I think. It's so grounding and um, yeah, I definitely like, agree I, with you. Oh, I love it. Like, and the amount of people that I've taken on hikes that are like, I'm buying hiking boots, uh, you know, and when are you going again? You know, and it's just, I suppose we're so busy uh, with our everyday lives and you know, the pressures of modern society that we forget to go out and explore, you know, like the, the inner child gets, gets lost, you know, Absolutely. And it's very important to bring that inner child out as often as you possibly can, you know? And bring her out into nature. (laughs) Totally into nature. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, Jocelyn. Yeah, because nature is so grounding. Um, I'm the same myself. I think, you know, no matter how. uh, I actually would write write a lot of my blogs and that when I'm out. I don't mean to, but it's when I actually, um, I become mindful with my walking because I'm more balanced and I have an idea. I don't try to, but then I'll I'll dictate it to my phone. And before I realize it, I'll have like, oh my goodness, I have the guts of a a blog but it's because I've dropped the busy the busy mind the monkey mind that wants to um just be doing 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 all the time yeah that's it that's it and like you know once you have your cognitive processes under control and you're at one with yourself 
you know, you're on, onto a winner there, you know, really and truly. But another form of therapy I find for people that wouldn't be, or might be shy or not really good or articulating themselves very well is um, expressive art therapy. So expressive art that. therapy. Yeah, you can do it through writing, sometimes poetry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's beautiful. And, or just splashing paint onto a page, um, drawing, um, using um, crayons to draw out the whatever, you know, help them with their trauma to describe it. Because mm. I suppose sometimes it can be so traumatic, it's too difficult to express in yeah. the voice vocally. So sometimes the combination of both, you know, and it's so moving, but there's so much growth out of it because it's, it's going somewhere, you know, you're releasing the energy, which yeah. is very important because that energy needs to get out. Mm -hmm. It has to get out because once it remains, the healing, it, it, it's much slower, you know, and in order for healing to occur, you have to do the work and, you know, everyone's journey, I suppose, then is different it, some some people's journeys are more lengthy like my own was took a good few years to um feel well um and others then it can be just a matter of months i suppose it's an ongoing process anyway it's an ongoing journey but just to have the tools yeah to be able to actually live out your life and feel well and were you, you know? triggered a second time around then when you had your second child or did the no no yeah no um i suppose there's a bit of gap between the two but um i you know mm, i could be up on stage giving a talk and i would be fine and i won't get triggered i could be sitting on a bench somewhere and i might feel the onset of a panic attack happening it's 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 really unusual you know but it's obviously something that maybe i might have you know, my dream process from the night before or something I might have thought of a week ago and repressed it. So the importance of talking again, just right. even to a friend, a trusted friend, honestly, or a therapist. And I mean, you know, you're getting it out or even write it down, you know, because it's all healing and it's, it's not going to benefit anybody in any way by repressing negative thoughts. It really isn't. You deserve more, you know, we all deserve more, you know. Absolutely. And Jocelyn, you've written as well in, um, in you've written about, you, you write. Yeah. And contribute to, to books as well. Do you want to let us know what you have been doing or have you anything in the pipeline you'd like to let us know about? I have something in the pipeline. I'm in talks at the moment uh, with Book Hub Publishing. Um, that's around, I tweet out daily affirmations. You and do? To be honest with you, and I'll be perfectly honest with you. Whatever comes to my mind that morning, I'll tweet it out. But I look for something online to compliment it. Okay? But my words are my own. So um, um, somebody approached me, emailed me in actual fact said, please consider doing a book. Um, because she's now, she's actually presently editing um, my chapter. Um, it's called Finding That Balance to Enhance Your Wellbeing. And the last chapter that I wrote for Mental Health for Millennials, by the way, book of publishing. Book, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> prone to panic. Okay. And accustomed to anxiety. 
So that's, that's very, you know, that's huge, you know, prone to anxiety. Like what a lovely chapter to have in a book like that because yeah, so many people are prone to anxiety and hide it so well for whatever reason they might feel because they don't have that stuff. You know, maybe they don't have the support. And I mean, you know, I said, if we don't have the support, the, the what you have mentioned there, the tool of actually writing it down, I suppose mm -hmm. that's supporting ourself firstly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's huge. Yeah, unfortunately, and it is unfortunate, and it is absolutely ongoing, it's perceived as a weakness by the person themselves. Oh, see me as being weak, and I come across as this strong and able person. And that is, like, you know, for the most part, that isn't true. And just realizing that, and, you know, there are confidential supports as well in a psychotherapist, psychologist. Um, so it is, it is really, the onus is on you as the person to actually look after yourself because you deserve the very best. You really do. You deserve to feel well. I can't, I know I keep repeating myself saying that, but like yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody does. Don't yeah. let it get out of hand. Just don't because it's not good to feel that low. It's just not because there's life has an awful lot to offer. It really does. And that's great. And I think so that your, your that book that you talk about, uh, Mental Health for Millennials, published by Book Hope Publishing, and your chapter on prone to anxiety. I'm sure all the chapters are equally wonderful. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, of course. Uh, but I just think that that's great that I, you know, I'd like people, I always like the people to be able, if they resonate with you, that they can go find you online. They can definitely re uh, read your daily affirmations on Twitter because I can definitely vouch for them that they're wonderful and always very uplifting and like that they're you know it's it's all it's so you might have a quote but you all have your own words as well which is great and it could be gratitude one day and it could be self-love self-compassion and you know sometimes we might be having a busy week and we might read them and it mightn't trigger anything but some days we'll read one that goes oh my goodness is she writing that for me you know don't we <laughs> we see what we need to see at times as well that's absolutely yeah but that would be my hope even if it only resonated with one person that's good yeah. that's good for me i'm yeah. happy out because yeah if it makes a difference because i genu genuinely want to see everyone feeling well and like just as we were going for the walk there myself and karen hi karen um you know it's just the action of smiling at people and they smile back and they might look forlorn or they might look like they're in another world or whatever but just that act of a smile there's yeah. you know it's it's so and it definitely touches people and it's contagious because you can be guaranteed that person's going to smile at the next person they meet and you know so on and so forth it's very important that we're very kind to each other because there's enough expectations um from us whether it's in the workplace or you know in society in general and just let's get out there and encourage each other it's yeah, why not, you know? Yeah, it's so true. And you've got a very positive, upbeat attitude, which is great. You know, and as you say, you know, you're, you're, you're admitting too that, yeah, there are times that you still feel anxious. But I think really the point is, is to realise that if you have a tool, if you learn a tool, whatever works for you as an individual, you're giving lots of advice so that, you know, if it's not one thing, it's, another, you know, we can try another thing. And... Mm -hmm really being present with that and talking as you say because you know you often hear that you know unfortunately people that maybe 
go so far as to take their own life even that they will have not been perceived as somebody that even suffered with anxiety they'll have such a strong persona yeah. but it's so outward not portraying what's inside them at all yeah yeah that is it see it's very sad if it gets that far it really is um i've been in that situation myself and i just didn't see any other way out because i couldn't control them and i just couldn't live that way anymore you what know? triggered you there though then to stop and to and to actually to do something you know i'll be perfectly honest with you um it was bloke because i went to my gp i just said look at i this is the way i'm feeling and god bless her she um recommended linda lines is the acupuncturist i went to her so that was there was it was every week the acupuncture and um she's excellent because there was talk therapy involved there as well and i feel that only for that intervention i i don't know really i don't know what the outcome would have been well thank thankfully thank god uh, that you, you know you're and there yeah acupuncture i have used acupuncture as well and I, I find it phenomenal it's really balancing the energies isn't it there and, and getting as you say the flow that's all about getting the flow the back in our life yeah. say that yeah. again the chi flowing get the chi flowing yeah. i love it yeah great well i'm delighted that you're that that worked for you uh jocelyn obviously yeah yeah as am i as am i because um, um Look at how far I've come, and uh, yes. as I said earlier, and the realization around life has an awful lot to offer. So please do talk to somebody. You know, um, get out there and exercise. I don't care what kind of exercise it is; just do something. We all have strengths and abilities as well, and talents. We all do, definitely. And just explore those a little bit because we are happiest when we're, you know, doing what we love to do best. And why not do more of that? You know, it, it, you know, whether it's singing, I, I don't mind what it is. We all have our own. I love writing. I like people to be looking at me. I'm on the laptop. I throw a chapter together in a couple of hours and I'll go back and edit it a week later. Do you know that kind of way? But when people are watching me, they say, you're always smiling when you're typing. Yeah. <laughs> I love <Okay>. it. <laughs> I like that. I didn't realize it, but thank you. And the gratitude. Um, it's an attitude. Yes. Every morning when I get up, it's like, okay, thank God I woke up. Feeling my feet in the floor. Isn't it wonderful I can jump into the shower? I have a job to go to. You know, my children, drop them off to school, whatever the case may be. I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. Everybody has something to be grateful for. You may not realize it because, you know, there are going to be upheavals. There's going to be events in our lives that are um, not so nice. But it's just finding something outside of that just to bring you back into focus as well you know it's another form of coping I suppose um yeah so the gratitude stuff the kindness random act of, acts of kindness we all feel good even smiling at somebody when you're walking about whatever we all feel really good about ourselves if if our act of kindness is received well yeah you know we do mm. you know experience that whether it's it doesn't matter carrying someone shopping or doing someone's shopping for them or just a listening ear really and truly even if you're you know in a hurry somewhere just delay that extra 10 minutes because that could be crucial it could be you know it could mean the world to a, a person you know spirituality i don't want to um not mention that because um i feel for me it's very important 
spiritual world is being out in nature. Um, everyone has their own, whether it's in the form of prayer or whatever the case may be, but really it's so grounding. You know, tap into it, whatever it is for you, go and do that. Um, the strengths and qualities I spoke about. Um, connection, relationships are very, very important. Um, so basically having a conversation, you're offloading, you're, mm. you're speaking talking i know i keep saying that but that's what talk psychotherapy yes. is. talk therapy actually um listening or being listened to is yeah. so powerful active listening is what i call it and it is so powerful because if someone you know you can tell if somebody's listening to you you know the eye contact oh yeah for the, sure you know, the expressions the, the the questions maybe or non-questions just the listening and that's supporting itself. It really is. As they say, a problem shared is a problem halved. It's, it's so true. It is absolutely true. Mm, phenomenal, Jocelyn. So if somebody wanted to work with you, how can they contact you? Well, at the moment, I'm volunteering. Let's get talking. I'm going out on my own um, in August. I'm actually going to be running some um, personal development workshops. Wonderful. So, yeah, so I'll be taking groups of up to 12 people um, with my colleague, Alison. And um, it's an eight-week course. So it's basically three, or three hours, one evening a week, and one workshop, which will be day. It'll be 10 to 5 or 10 to 4 or something like that. But it's well worth doing because, again, there's coping tools. There's, it's all about self-esteem and building your self-esteem. There, you know, there's nobody needs to share anything around like that. It's, you know, again, I'll, I'll be um, advertising it um, in the near future, but they'll commence in August. Fantastic. That's August 2019, because this, yes. this uh, conversation will be on the website forever. It's not coming down or anything. So just if people are looking and I will have, um, you can let me know where's the best place to send people, possibly your Twitter account. Yeah. Do contact me on my Twitter account. My uh, new practice is going to be called Stepping Stones. Stepping Stones, love it. Stepping Stones, yeah. My company is Dynamic Concepts and Wellbeing. So um, I actually work in a, as a in an advisory capacity for Let's Get Talking. I help them with the fundraising, and I volunteer there as well. Um, I help homeless people. Um, just for the crack, like Anna, in my spare time, I actually do. Um, I that's the act of kindness. I get something out of it myself for myself. I I suppose I don't go on about it too much, but so that's that's basically what I'm doing at the moment. And again, you know, just find time to do these things, and I I won't commit to anything unless I can give my hundred percent. And I I'm going to give my hundred percent when I set up on my own because I you know it'll be. You know, it'll be taken on clients in the evenings and then on Saturdays as well. Fantastic. Well, I wish you yeah. all the very best with that. Thank you. And so people can get in contact. Um, but let's start talking. Yeah, let's get talking. Yeah. Let's get talking. And that's on Twitter as well, isn't it? Let's get talking. Yeah. And they can contact you on Twitter at, at the moment at Cycling, Cycling. Queen. Yeah. I put a link to there actually, so because uh, it's not C Y C L I N G, you can spell it for us. It's P S P S Y C L I N G Q U E E N. Perfect, <laughs> wonderful, Jocelyn. Thank you so much for coming on to the conversation because I think you add so much to it. Because as I say, and I'm repeating myself now, 
I wanted to have people that were sharing their journeys, people that have been through what we're talking about, people that, you know, didn't just go and study in something and then see people, which is absolutely fine as well. But I think it's when, like, that was my route as well, had a problem, you know, sorting it out, studied and then started, um, you know, seeing people and helping people. It's a different, it's a different way to, to do it. And it's wonderful because I think your empathy then is, you really can feel strongly mm. for what someone is going through and emphasize a lot or empathize a lot of people because yeah. you can yeah. remember a time when you felt like that yourself. So well done you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks again for being on the conversation. And if people want to contact you, I will have your details there for them. I will talk to you yes. again, fellow Galwegian, and see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.